0: Dos Marcos Podcast. It's the greatest mattress industry podcast on the planet. Wait, isn't this the only mattress industry podcast? He's Mark Kensley.
1: I truly felt bad for you at the time.
0: He's Mark
1: Quinn. I think Bigfoot was actually very pleasant. Together,
0: they are Dos Marcos.
1: What if I told you that you could walk into one of the nation's largest pizza chains Hmm. and also walk out with a barrel shaped sauna and a coffin. Would you think I was telling you the truth?
2: Uh, No, I don't know how that's possible.
1: Well, it's, it's possible because that is Costco.
2: Costco.
1: Because if you think about it, they have pizza in every single location. Well, see,
2: I wouldn't have thought about that, but that that makes sense.
1: And they have about four hundred locations. And out of each of those, they sell a lot of pizza. So, and, and I've been to into a Costco and they have barrel-shaped saunas, and they also have um coffins and you can buy cars at Costco. So, I mean, but, that's what we're talking about because people love Costco and we think there's a lot of business lessons in there. And here's the deal. But before we get to that, they have a lot of stuff under one roof. What are you looking at over there?
2: Well, you said 400 locations and I thought checking I read my something. No, You're I checking my map. aren't you? I see Listen, what's going on here. Man, this is big. As of 2018, 51,600 people pay Costco membership fees. 3.1 billion just in fees, Kinsley. $60 a piece. More impressively, the renewal rate is 90%. So three 90%? billion
1: dollars in fees that
2: people are saying that? people pay three billion
1: dollars just so someone will let them come shop at right. their store,
2: right? And it says I've been so there is a number in here. I, th- I think they have like seven hundred stores now. But anyway, so oh, they have more than that. My number there. might be my, that's what I was checking because I'm like, no, I think they're actually bigger. Than so
1: there are a huge pizza chain that ser- sells barrel shaped saunas <laughs> yeah, that's exactly and coffins. Right. Well hey, Before we get into digging into the details of Costco. Um, we've been on the phone, somebody else that has a lot of stuff under one umbrella that's nationwide. That's our headline sponsor. And here's the deal. We've been having a blast today talking to our friends from nationwide, getting ready for mattress university and everything that's going to happen at nationwide primetime. This is going to be out of control, out of
2: control. I mean, in a good way. Are we even allowed to talk to this audience about the details? I don't think we are yet. There's three Three sessions at Mattress University, and we talked to Jeff Rose, who's the... We can talk about one detail, which m- is we're going to be there. The mastermind behind that part of it, and yeah, we are going to be there. There's two other sessions, and they're going to be good. I don't think they're going to be as good as the one we do, though. Hey, man, you know... Is we, that arrogant? We, I don't think it's arrogant. Well,
1: hey, speak. you know, there's nothing wrong with saying I'm going to I'm going to bring my best. That's right. And we're going to bring our best. Yeah. Because that's what we love to do.
2: We'll see. We'll take some... Uh, well, you know what we should do? We should challenge them to a... Uh, what do you call it? What do you... The reviews yeah, We'll see how our reviews are against those other two sessions. We're going to have a review off. <laughs> <laughs> I like go. it. Yeah, it's better than... High noon. Yeah, I like that. All right. No, so- it's, a, it's
1: a good healthy thing. It's, I think there's going to be a ton of value at Mattress University for anybody that shows up. And we're going to be making some memories. Here's the deal. August 17th through the 20th. Sign up now. Go to nationwideprimetime.com. You can find out all the details. But I'm telling you, it's going to be in New Orleans. You're going to want to get your, your, mem- your uh, registration done quickly, your flights, your hotels... Just make sure you get all that buttoned up. That way we can see you down there. We're going to have a blast. And thank you to Nationwide for
2: bringing us uh, into the fold on this. It's going to be a really good time. And we're not just doing Mattress University. They've got us involved in a bunch of stuff out there. So we'll reveal the deets on that later, right? I'm in. I'm in too. Here we go, Kinsley. Buckle up.
1: Okay, so you got to tell me the number that you landed on there. How many millions of dollars in revenue? Because I had like... Okay, what did you get? Like half a billion in membership fees. And you had $3 billion. Well,
2: this article says $3.1 billion in annual... This is as of 2018, my injury. And that's
1: just in people paying Costco their membership fees yeah, so man, they can come and shop there. It's
2: just membership fees, I'm telling you. So, yeah, it's it's just a huge business. Um, but they're so smart in so many ways. in uh, coming up in this industry, I actually sold to their competitor, Sam's Club. Sam's
1: Club. We're in Sam's Club country right now. Sam's
2: Club, we're in Bentonville, Arkansas, so we're in the backyard. And it always drove Sam's nuts that Costco had volumes per store unit um, almost twice what Sam's Club had. So they had half as many stores but did as much volume. And so it always drove Sam's people crazy. And they always watched what Costco did Uh, And Sam's had to be Sam's. But, you know, boy, when you're merchandising Sam's, though, you have to be really careful. Do you give the same stuff to Costco? That kind of thing. But there are so many good things that Costco does. I think we should talk about those. Number one, just because it's cool and it's a great model and and most people love going there. But also, why don't we try to tie it back to this industry? If we can, right?
1: Well, I I think where a good starting point is You talk about Costco and people say, I love Costco. So why do people love Costco? And I've got one reason right off the top. People love Costco because your ambassadors and your advocates start within and their employees, most of them are promoted from within. And the average wage for a Costco employee is like $21 an hour. Um, whereas some of their top competitors were paying half of that. So they they are widely known for paying their people very well and creating work environments um, that that nurture and cultivate people coming up from within the ranks. So your your ambassadorship and, and you know people loving your brand starts at home.
2: It does, and they have a lot of those ambassadors. Kenley, I found the number here: um, 770 locations for Costco with. Two hundred and forty-five thousand employees slash ambassadors to your point think about that and last year guess what revenues were And it, it, just take a wild guess i'm
1: gonna take a wild guess at like gosh i mean i've heard some crazy numbers so how about 40 billion how about
2: 140 billion
1: that's what i was you didn't let me finish <laughs> i said i was gonna say plus i was gonna say plus 100. Yeah. Because I know we're doing math today. I,
2: I find it very interesting the way you present numbers. I I try to mix it up this 40 year. Forty billion plus, plus one hundred billion, billion would equal a hundred and forty billion. billion, which is their top line. Yeah. So back to your point though, when you double the income of your people, you know it, 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 any bean counter is going to go, oh "My God, you can't do that! Why would you do that? You're giving away money." The reality is though. How much turnover do you think Costco has compared to other retailers in their markets that they compete with? Well, I
1: mean, I just think by virtue of seeing that they promote heavily internally, that turnover is going to be a lot lower because if you have huge turnover, who are you going to promote internally? So, yeah, their
2: retention has to be incredibly high compared to others. And when you don't have turnover, think about the consistency of service that you give to your membership, right, The, the Costco member. Uh, And and think about um, how much happier they are. If you're paying them a great wage, they're not having to go out and look for jobs. Uh, And if you're happier, think about Southwest Airlines. Man, those people are, I mean, we love to fly and it shows used to be the United um, thing, but that's not it. It's Southwest Airlines might as well hijack that whole thing because those people do love to fly. They love their company and it shows. And I would say the same is true probably for the customers.
1: Here's something to pause on real quick. If you're thinking about your business and you're thinking, how can I afford to pay people better? And what does retention really do for my business? I'm sure people that are savvy with this stuff and have been hiring and have retained employees for a long time, will get it right away. But pause on this point for a moment, because I think we've all been there in our careers at some point. There's a time period whenever you start a new job, whenever you're just trying to figure out what to do. I don't even know the right decisions to make. I don't even know what decisions to make. And it's a constant battle to figure out what you need to be doing and in what order and process and all these different things. But then once you get out of that initial kind of like chaos of starting a new job, you start moving into more comfort and whenever you're comfortable, like all those small decisions get put on autopilot. When those decisions get put on autopilot, guess what happens? You get to exercise creativity around what you're doing. So if you're constantly hiring people, getting them up to speed, they're churning out, moving on to another job. You never get them to that point of near mastery or mastery that allows them to bring extreme creativity to your business and put those small decisions on autopilot.
2: Go even further than that. Um, so you're doing your job more efficiently is a, is a, is a good way to summarize that. But also Kinsley, how about this? Playing a basketball team, you played basketball, right? Yeah. So great team sport. When you have a team that you played with for two, three years, right? By the time you get to varsity, that team know, Like, you know when that guy's going to cut to the basket. You just know because you've been playing with him for a long time. In a team environment with work, don't you kind of think that, those people kind of know how to work together. They know who's going to handle this. There's a lot of stuff not written in an employee manual. You just know that Jim's the guy that takes the trash out on Tuesdays, and there's just a rhythm to all of that. And so I think that there's a consistency in team allows them to be more efficient from that perspective too.
1: Yeah, I love that too. And you know when it happens because you you just like you said, like playing pickup basketball. I heard about a group of Navy SEALs that described you know four or five of them going on a mission and they would say well how do you know who's doing what whenever you're going into an unknown building you're kicking in the door or whatever it is you do on those missions but everything is happening for the first time ever mm-hmm. how do and they're like well it's kind of like playing pickup basketball right you know you do this enough together you speak each other's language you you get to a sense of mastery and then that's really when it gets fun too and i tell you your customers can see that if you're having a good time together, if you're having fun, you've won and they're going to, they're going to want to be a part of that. No doubt. It gets you to a new place. I mean, so Costco obviously values that and they've, they've
2: gotten there with a lot of their employees. And it's not something that you can fake. People sense it. Hey, Greg, great. Good to see you here. From it's Los happening Carolina. in a North a Carolina. Yeah. 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 So here's another thing, uh, Kinsley, that makes them good. So. It refuses to boost margins. By the way, if you ever get the hustle, it's a kind of an aggregate news site. I love it. It gives you a lot of things in summary. That's where we're pulling some of this from. But anyway, it refuses to boost margin. How much pressure do you think? Now, these guys are a retailer. Keep this in mind. How much pressure do you think Wall Street or even people internally are saying, hey, look, we have a max margin at 14%. Most retailers you do business with they have a minimum margin requirement. So they go, well, yeah, for this category, we got to make at least 30% margin, right? Cusco says, nope, not for us. We have a maximum amount of money we, we want to make because we want to continue delivering value to the member. They're paying us 60 bucks a year for membership. Mm-hmm. And hey. they have to get value, right? And so if that's the case, they have a maximum. So it's 14%. I cannot imagine. So Jim Senegal, who used to be the CEO, isn't anymore, but like is a retail... Uh, hero for so many people because of what he did with Costco. How much pressure do you think Jim was under for years and years and years to um, have to increase margin? And he never did it because the pillar of their business was deliver crazy value to the member.
1: Yeah. And to be able to hang on to one of those core values and not compromise on that, especially in the face of pressure from the street and investors or whoever it is, that's not an easy thing to do. And, and, and really, it's, it's one of the best things you can do though because let's take it from a public standpoint. If you are a public company and you shift on that and you decide oh, we're gonna you know, succumb to price pressuring and cut costs and do all these different things that historically don't put most businesses in the best place long-term, you're really attracting, I need to summarize what I said, but you're really attracting the type of investors you want. What I'm basically saying is if you fly your flag and you're strong with it and, you, and you, that thing won't get shredded and the evil wins, you're going to attract the right people as investors and you will have less of that. I think over time, that's a simple thing to say because there are all kinds of takeovers and you know, evil doings out there, but it, it's worth, you know, it's worth, um, I think considering whenever you're
2: thinking about your non-negotiables. Sure. And so that, but that's what they are, right? That's one of their core values. Think about it tied back to our industry. So if you have a sleep shop or furniture store and people go into your store and they see your line of mattresses that you sell and you compete with other people because that's the game pretty much. Um, now if it's on a mapped line, obviously you can't you know you can't uh, can't go below that. But if it's not. If you have a bed and and the consumer sees your your product at five ninety nine and they go down the street and they see a bed that's five ninety nine that isn't nearly as uh, that's even a, a better value, they're not coming back to you. Like if you don't win the the perception of value game when they're in your store, they may never come back to your place.
1: Yeah, and it starts the moment somebody walks in because let's say that they walk into your store and it's fine, but they want to go price shop and they walk into another store and they and they just sit there and they go this feels like me yeah. you know it's like when you go to certain websites and you see their branding and then you go to other websites and you see their branding and their user experience and you're like ah the other one doesn't really feel like me right. i was i was doing this over the weekend as i was looking for some certain specific marketing automation things that i have to that i have to put into place and i'm like i don't know this this branding and this user experience if this is how they're presenting themselves on their website, what's it going to be like to use their mar- marketing automation software? You know what I mean? It, if they can't get it right here, then what's it going to be like to use their product? Right. I was like, it's not going to be good, was my guess. And I abandoned it and I went to the aesthetic and to the experience and the user experience that I felt more comfortable with.
2: Well, think, we're we're, make, we're making those those choices in the real world too. No question. And so when you think about. The, the value relationship that you're offering up, um, it, you don't get a second chance on that impression. And so you really do have to lead with value, but maintain the value. And, and I'm going to tell you, Kinsley, when, when retailers get suckered into, not always, but when they get suckered into relationships, supply, who's that? Hello. Yeah, hello. You know who that is? Get that. Oh, you know who it is. Get know that. Exactly you know who that, that is. Who it is. Sarah Bergman, it's from Pure Care. So, you know, we've been talking about um, retail today. Traffic is down, retailers upset, not happy, e-commerce is taking stuff away. And when traffic is down, you have to be able to sell more stuff to the people coming in your store. So it's two things, either bring more people in and sell them or maximize your opportunity with people you already have coming in. And selling more stuff. And you know what a great way to do that is. Fill me in. Pure care. And we have Sarah Bergman. Sarah. Hello. We just said why is that so important?
3: That's a really awesome point that you made, honestly, because you're you're very right in that you have to capitalize on every single person opening that door, coming into your retail space. That goes not only for mattresses, but for soft goods, of course, as well. So I want to kind of focus this specifically on protectors, um, which tend to be the non-glam soft goods piece, but I want to glam them up a little bit today and, and focus on why protectors could help you kind of bridge that gap into selling a little bit more product. So I think to really start at the top level, the key to being successful in sales is to identify what truly motivates your customer to purchase, right? So no brainer there and one of the things that pure care hands to our retailers is kind of an expanded portfolio of touch points that if one of our our product benefits doesn't necessarily speak to that customer there's a really good chance that some of our other product benefits do um so you've got that one customer you have several different ways of tackling that sale and it really increases the chances that that person walks out with that product in hand so As I said, we're going to focus on protectors. There's, of course, the warranty story, which I'm going to get out of the way, first and foremost, because, first of all, a warranty story isn't necessarily specific to your retail store. That customer can go into Joe Schmo's mattress store, and they will also get a warranty story on the protector from them, too. So while it's important, it doesn't always connect with the consumer, and it's not necessarily elevating your retail brand. So Pure Care steps in then, and we have an entire array of health and wellness benefits for our protectors. Everything from um, allergen, dust mite, of course, moisture protection, mold and mildew, all the things that you really think of when you think of protecting your mattress. Um, But our mattress and pillow protectors are also the official mattress and pillow protectors of the National Sleep Foundation and the Women's Choice Award, which is awesome. There's that added benefit of our consumers coming back in and kind of backing us up there. And when we talk about our protectors, we're also talking about allergens. We're talking about the fact that there are millions of people. um, I think it breaks down to like one in seven Americans today who are suffering from allergies and allergen-induced nighttime allergies. So these things are all food for thought with pure care protectors that are really focused on protecting that consumer and creating a cleaner and healthier sleep environment. Um, you know, customer wash and dryer protectors on hot for optimal sanitization. Not everybody can say that. So beyond health and wellness and beyond warranty, there is one more step to Pure Care's products, which are our technical textiles. So if you haven't hit the right note on health and wellness and you haven't convinced them that protecting their investment today is important, talk to them about, wow, if you sleep hot, we've got the greatest cooling protector for you. It is not a treatment. It lasts the lifetime of the protector. This is a Frio five-sided mattress protector or pillow protector. And it really helps to add that cooling story then to that sleep story. So I, I just, I love the multitude of benefits that we offer. And I think protectors, like I said, don't always get that kind of glam statement that everybody talks about with the comfort of pillows and the luxury feel of sheets. But there's definitely an opportunity to pair a protector with every customer that comes in and buys a mattress.
1: Hey, if anybody can glam up mattress protectors, that's it's Sarah Right.
3: That's right. That's a personal <laughs> mission, Mark Kidsley.
1: I love that. We need to make the protector category more glamorous. And hey, just so people can find out more information about those glamorous protectors and all the sleep essentials, head over to purecare.com.
3: Absolutely, purecare.com.
2: Retailers that bring in, um, they get suckered into some of these supply only agreements with um, some of the bigger brands. It's fine. They get money up front. They lock down their floors, all of that stuff. But here's what happens. The betting brand has to make money. And so what they typically do is they put floor, they, pro- they put product on your floor that isn't as competitive as other product in the market. So they chintz on product because they have to be more profitable to pay you the big lump sum slotting fee that you require. And so you may make it in a check on the front, but if your product isn't as good, it doesn't show the value and you can't compete with the guy down the street. What have you gained there? I don't get that.
1: Or if you despec product because you wrote a big check and you have to pay for it somehow because you need your margin points, what's going to happen whenever returns start flowing in, you know, you, you have, damage to your brand. The retailer has damage to its brand and the trust it's been trying to build with customers. So I, I hear what you're
2: saying. So another thing they do, uh, number two on their list was to charge people $60 to come shop with them. So here's a cool like little exercise for you listening right now. If you have a retail store or think of it this way, if you're a manufacturer or a supplier to the industry, um, what would you have to do in your business to say to how much value would you have to build? to say to your customer base, you have to pay me $60 in order to shop with me for this year and you have to get everyone to cut checks with you on January one. And then when you do that, you have the privilege of coming to me to shop. What kind of value do you have to add? Now Costco's a little different, I get it, because people are shopping there maybe once a week, maybe you know twice a month, whatever it is. So you're gonna make that 60 bucks back, maybe even on the first trip. So there's a little bit different dynamic, but still play the game. What would you have to do, Kinsley, to create that kind of value where people would pay you to shop with them? What would you do? So
1: walk through the exercise. I mean, you look at certain retailers in our industry and you think about uh, Gallery Furniture in Houston, Texas with Mattress Mac. I mean, they have all kinds of like free food and different experiences they put together. You think of Jordan's with zip lining and the IMAX and all all the different experiential stuff. but then you do think about Costco and, and if you can really walk your potential customers at Costco through the math and show them that they're actually going to save money by buying into this model, then it's, it's kind of a no brainer for people. It's like, oh, I'll pay this fee one time and here's how much it's going to save you based on, you know, the merchandising we have versus the merchandise our competitors have, then it's a no brainer. So, I mean, I think for a lot of people, they're going
2: to vote with their pocketbook. Is your value to the consumer so freaking obvious that they see it, it's understandable to them and they would write you a check because they believe it to be true? That's the question. Interesting, right? Yeah, I think it's and a good do it all, every year. So. Yeah, I think it's a good exercise
1: to walk through. And I think when you look at certain brands in our industry, there are a few out there where, the, you know you'd say, I love this brand so much and I know it's so valuable to my business that I would, you know, I would, I'd pay them to do
2: business with them. Right. So I like that. Um, okay. Number three, Kinsley. Um, they, they go deep, very deep in stock, but very narrow in assortment. Right. So they only have 35, 3700 SKUs. Say like, like a Walmart. God only knows how many SKUs they have. Uh, so narrow 3700 SKUs, but very deep in inventory. So, think about that in terms of the bedding industry don't you feel a little bit like people are kind of starting to think that way you look at the e-commerce guys who launched with one bed at first matter of fact they were saying that there's only one there's there's one good bed for everyone a lot of people said that but do you think retail square footage is going to shrink do you think assortments get smaller do you think that's a trend potentially for what we're seeing now
1: well you look at places like sleep Sherpa that are doing nothing more than putting the e-commerce beds into a showroom and having to carry no inventory because it's being shipped to somebody's house. They just wanted someplace to try it. But ultimately I think what, you know, traditional brick and mortar retailers are competing against is going to be, um, cost and speed, right? Nobody's going to want it more expensive and nobody's going to want to get it slower. So let's say that you can't compete on cost, but you can compete on speed. That means you're gonna have to merchandise your lineup with a narrow assortment, but lots of stuff in stock because I think your unique messaging needs to move to, oh, you want two-day delivery? How about same-day delivery? And really, if you look at who's done that better than anybody in the industry, it is Gallery Furniture, Mattress Mac. I mean, they hung their hat on 24-hour delivery or same-day delivery. And they had their trucks whizzing up and down the highway in Houston and still do because they would narrow that assortment and have a warehouse full of stock so that people could get it today. And, so, it, and it worked and it still works.
2: So that's our second reference to Jim. Did you know that Jim suffered a mini stroke?
1: Yeah, I saw, he did. And we wish Jim all the best. And no I watched doubt. the Facebook video um, where he was in the hospital getting checked out. And good for him for going, you know, it was you know people not being stubborn, and he went and got checked out, and he was doing this Facebook live video, and he probably pitched Gallery Furniture a dozen times in the like twenty-five minute video. But didn't
2: he say in the video, "If you want to make me feel better, come on down to Gallery Furniture and 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 buy some furniture today." I mean, he's essentially pitching from his hospital bed, telling everyone in Houston, which by the way, he's beloved. People yeah. love the guy. I grew up in Houston watching his second most
1: known person in Houston. George Bush is number one, and Mattress Max is number two. Well, they did a survey.
2: Doesn't surprise me one bit. I grew up watching those spots, but anyway, I love that he's still selling from his hospital bed, Jim. Yeah, we're hoping you uh, recover fast and you're back at it soon. So uh, he's going to be
1: back at that front desk making phone calls like <laughs> he's been doing for the past. The only thing he didn't do from the hospital bed is wh- whip it out and say, say, "Save you money out of his back pocket." I don't. I didn't see that
2: part. If you did it, whip out
1: the money. You know,
2: gallery furniture will save you money. Yeah, well, you said whip it out. I just want to make sure people know that you weren't making some crazy. I reactions. said money. No, you did not. <laughs> I you did. Won't listen to the tape. Let's go back to the tape. I just have to make sure because I think you know you and they. They could have been like, did he just say whip it out? And then you'd be like, oh, that's. I would make sure we're we're you're, clear. Your mind's we're in the Costco gutter. We're G rated, <laughs> man. All right, so um, yeah. we're well, really
1: even though they right. put the explicit thing on our on our iTunes account every once in a while. Who does? iTunes, I don't know, Steve Jobs from the grave. I don't know. Is is it hitting us with an E? On the very first episode, there was an explicit For real?
2: Yeah. You must have said some kind of swing. You'll have to go back and listen what did to it. and you see?
1: You probably said You probably said it uh, You probably said the X word. I
2: X word. Yeah. Which is mm. Mm. I'm not gonna say it. I don't even know. Alright. So alright. So we know that deep Deep inventories, narrow assortments. I do think in this industry that people are accomplishing more with less. We'll see if the trend continues. Uh, okay, so that was that. Um, it re engineers its products cheaper, Kinsley, which I think the mattress industry could probably teach it a thing or two. We know how to value engineer products. Um, Costco's really good with Kirkland, their private label. So not only are they showing value on everyday stuff? The, the example in this article is Kobe beef, right? So way better value. You know, alcohol is usually 100 to 200% markups. Costco does it for 15 14%, right? So great value there. Costco
1: also is the number one importer of... French wines. And I think of wines in the entire U S would not surprise me. So if you're in the wine business, Costco is your number one customer.
2: So yeah. Oh yeah. And so back to, um, the private label. So they value engineer things and get them. So, you know, if you get like a cheese or something like that, Costco says nope back to the drawing board or whatever the item is, a rocking chair or whatever. And they go back to the drawing board and they get it made cheaper and show even more value. So they're really good at engineering products to be cheaper. But we knew that, right? Uh, number five, it realizes the economic incentive incentive for treating employees well. We've already covered that's that. what I
1: talked about earlier, paying an average of twenty one dollars an hour. And uh, you know, I think that's actually higher these days. Promoting from within, their managers make six figures in in most cases. Things like that, and we know the value of that long term.
2: So then, uh, the final one here is it values its customers over its shareholders. Okay, so this is a big one, right? If you're a public company, so. It's easy. A lot of companies at the end of the year, if they make money, then they pay back their shareholders. There might be a dividend, there might be something else, but, um, so Costco is constantly rejecting that idea and they want to kick back any excess to the customer. Think about it, uh, to the customer and their employees. So give it to the employee in a benefit as an advocate, a brand advocate. Uh, or give it to the consumer in a price rollback and lower operating cost, but they resist the temptation of so many other companies to serve the shareholder in Wall Street and buy into all that crap. They're like, no, we're doing it our way.
1: That is a very tough uh, line to toe. Whenever you do have people that are, you know, putting their vote of confidence with, you know, by voting with their stock money, their investment uh, into your company, because you do have to have that hierarchy and you have to say, you know, number one is going to be our employees. Number two is going to be our customers or whatever order you're going to put it in. You know, number one is our customers. Number two is our employees. And some people switch those around and they say, no, our employees are our tops because when we get that right, we know that they're going to, that's going to cascade down to them caring about our employees. Uh, But it's a, it's, it's a tough world out there, especially in the in the investment community, so good for Costco. So I want to know if you should hop over to Facebook Live at some point and watch this video. What do you love about Costco, or maybe it's Sam's Club? Here's a quick story for you. Mm. So I know a guy personally this past week who went to a Sam's Club and purchased a Rolex watch
3: at Sam's Club.
2: At Sam's How Club, can you do that? Rolexes they had
1: a they had four or five Rolexes at Sam's Club. Really. Yeah. Luxury items. So you, well, you, Costco
2: you, sells diamond rings. Costco sold like one of the biggest diamonds ever sold. I believe they did it at Costco.
1: See, and it's crazy because, you know, brands these days are a lot of them are looking and saying, Hey, how do I, how do I compete? In, you know, I'm a, I'm a luxury goods product. How do I compete uh, with Amazon? Why should I be on Amazon? Cause Amazon is going to ruin my brand but meanwhile you're looking at you know these big box you know wholesalers like Costco and Sam's who have done a very good job of saying hey we're going to buy a few select luxury items we're going to probably use it as some sort of you know promotional hook to say we now have Rolex get people in the store to look at it but it's worked you know very well for them and you know like it or not and here's the other crazy thing about e-commerce and the big box game from now this these dates aren't the best but from 2000 from 93 to 2013 i think it was yeah the growth of the warehouse clubs outpaced e-commerce from 93 wow, to 2013. That's
2: an interesting statistic
1: so you, you look at these as a force and it also gives you some sort of indication people are always like well what's the future of retail and you're like well it's not a mall and i'm like well Maybe it's not a mall, but look at Nebraska Furniture Mart, look at Jordans, look at the warehouse clubs, and they seem to be doing very well for the most part in what some consider tough times. So what does the retail landscape look like? G- giant Well merchandise, but maybe not over merchandise and deep shelves full of the
2: same stuff that you can take home that same day. So, um, we'll end with um, a couple of thoughts and then I want to tell you a story about my dad. So treasure hunt, right? So this, this is, this is real. I bet that's
1: what a lot of people like about Costco is the treasure hunt. You walk in you're like,
2: oh, this is. So they, here's some examples of things that they sell. They sell a diamond ring that the range of their diamond rings goes anywhere from 10 to $25,000. They have one 10 carats, Kinsley.
1: Bridget's been wanting that.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know what? Maybe we could split it and and do a shared time thing with Tara and Bridget and they could like each get it for six months.
1: Or oh, I thought you were gonna say like actually cut it in half and like they could only show the the good half from the front of their hand.
2: Well the, and the cut side is facing them. Facing them, them yeah. yeah. I like that. All right. So they'd love us for that. But but maybe not because guess what the price tag is? We want to stay married. Oh Four, what's that? Four hundred and twenty grand. Four twenty. So I'm not yeah. so sure about that. Uh, they sell cars, a 2019 Jaguar uh, starting price, $75,000. They sell barns if you want a barn. Gee, I've been trying to pick up a barn. You want a private jet membership? You need that. Yeah. You've been traveling a lot. Yeah. sixteen grand for that. Uh-huh. So a lot of... Unexpl- J- give me that for my birthday. Uh, I should. Your birthday. birthday. Okay, good. Done. Christmas present. We'll share. How's like that? that. Um, so my father, um, funny story, at Mattress Firm in Atlanta. So he was um, part of the equity group that owned that Uh, 50 store chain or however many stores they had along with my brother and so um, my dad is an old retailer Montgomery Ward days and so um, he somehow got it in his head that there's you know those rocking chairs at Cracker Barrel
1: yeah you and I have actually sat out front of a Cracker Barrel in those rocking chairs and
2: we've had a chat Yeah, smoked
1: a pipe Smoked a pipe. We yeah. whittled something. Whittled some. There were shavings and pipe. There were whittling shavings and wood shavings and pipe smoke in the air. It was a good classic all-American scene.
2: We we whittled a. Wait, uh, there was a dog coiled figuring. coiled
1: at our feet, yeah. I think,
2: <laughs> with banjo music playing in the background. It was a great day. I remember that Braised day. Little glass of iced tea from Aunt B. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, he loved this rocking chair. So so he finds out that at Walmart they're selling for fifty-four bucks. Okay, Okay, so
1: your dad sees basically the same rocking chair that was going, uh, sorry, the same rocking chair on the front porch at Cracker Barrel was selling for $54
2: at Walmart. Sure. Okay. And And they're higher than that at Cracker Barrel. So he tracks down the source and he finds out he can buy that same chair for $40. Okay. Why in the world he thought that would be some kind of, like, of all the things you could have brought in, He targets this rocking chair. So he buys 5,000 of them, and they sell the daylights out of it. They sell 10,000 of them. He offers them for $40, brings people in off the street to not only buy a bed, but, hey, here's this chair you can get significantly underpriced in the market. So now his belief that people coming in, they see a $40 chair that you can't even get at Walmart for less than fifty six dollars it's a translation of, wow, that's great value there. Therefore, the prices on your beds is probably great. They sold 10,000 of those chairs. Can you believe that?
1: <laughs> how, many, how many mattress stores out there sell rocking chairs or anything that's really out there? I want to hear from people too.
2: Yeah. Have you just, ever
1: done anything like that where you're like, I'm going to sell this item and here's what I want that to communicate about our store and about our brand?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's a treasure hunt, right? It's different. It's unique. It brings them in. It gives you something to talk about that's completely different. If you
1: and I were sitting on that front porch rocking on that chair, where'd you get that chair? I like that chair. Mattress firm. Mattress firm, firm, of
2: course. Naturally. Now, I wonder what happened when my father brings this up inside of the group and someone, you know, someone had to say in that meeting, why are we going to bring in a rocking chair? Do you
1: think somebody pushed around your dad?
2: Knowing my, I, I know someone probably tried to push around my dad. (laughs) Your dad said, we're bringing in the rocket chairs and this is why we're going to bring the rocket chairs. And if it doesn't work, uh, then I'll eat the price. It probably didn't go well if they did. But anyway, everyone, you know, thanks for listening. Hopefully there's some, it's fun to talk about Costco. It's fun to talk about other guys that get it right. Those guys get it right. Uh, Tom Whalen, thanks for chiming in and uh, joining us. Jeff Shower, Jeff says, uh, Dis Marcos, going blue. What do you mean by that, Jeff? I, I mean don't know. Blue what blue. Ken- and then he says, Kinsley, exclamation point.
1: Kinsley. I don't, you gotta have to clarify, man. Going, I don't know what it means.
2: I have a blue shirt on. Is your shirt oh, on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, is that it? Yeah, because we're always talking about our, our attire, so yeah, that must be true, what that is. True. And Tom, no. I don't think you need to go to Costco. I think you need to stay right where you are. you're at. you doing a great you job. Don't, you don't move.
1: Stay. Yeah, you don't move. You just stay right there. Hey, you
2: know something? I don't, did Tom ever post a picture of his car
1: yes you didn't look at it i didn't see
2: it no i have to go back and see it
1: it, i have to say it
2: does look fast it's oh man it's yeah it's a rocket rocket engine what do you do all right well thanks everyone and uh kinsley next up we have a great episode coming is this going to post before or after sarah uh this is
1: going to post after sarah
2: so if you are listening to this now go back a week and listen to Sarah Bergman. Yeah. You want to talk
1: about bigger tickets and this essentials category that truly is essential to your business. I think going forward Uh, and get to know Sarah Bergman, who's an awesome person from pure care. Yeah. Go back and listen to that episode. Um, And thanks for everybody for tuning in. Should we we play some music or we
2: should. And before you go though, we go to iTunes Give us a like, uh, rate us. Um, and, uh, if we've earned five stars, God bless you. Thank you. Appreciate that. If not, we'd prefer that you go and do something else. You don't need to rate anything. It's five stars, right?
1: Drive, drive Tom's really fast car somewhere that doesn't have a rating system.
2: That's right. And immediately shut down your computer right now and go buy that, uh, diamond ring. You deserve it.
1: Hey, uh, by the way, if you're on Facebook live, um, you can leave us a review there too. I saw a couple uh-huh. of reviews. Really? Unsolicited. Oh, well. I appreciated that. Unsolicited. All it was right. nice to see. No more begging. You can bounce on it. Oh! Oh! Jam. Yeah. Yeah, bounce with it. Bounce
0: with it. Oh, bounce with it. Bounce with it. All right. That. What is a high like a heater, bounce by the ounce, now we got it by the leader. Well, you
3: take a spring and you wrap it up right. You can sleep so smooth or bounce all night. Yeah. Put two together, get a whole lot more. Get the feel of the comfort core. You
0: can bounce on it. Lay
3: back, you don't have to practice. It's the best thing to happen to your mattress. Get together to do it like I did. Everybody get high.
0: Keeping it
3: loose while keeping it tight We can make you sleep or play all night Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of a comfort core You can bounce on it No stopping when the beat gets played back Springs keep it popping, foam keeps it laid back Party over here, get invited Everybody get hot.
0: Is where the magic is. And we just killed a A song about about mattresses. mattresses.